welcome to part two of the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric, and I welcome you here to my kitchen table, and I appreciate you taking this time out of your busy schedule to meet with me here today. I'm going to continue to actually go through the book of Acts and look at some of the wonderful things that the Holy Spirit did in homes. It's amazing that much of what we want to see in larger gatherings that often isn't happening does happen in homes. And it can happen in my home and your home, and it has happened. And it is God's desire that we be informed with Scripture as to what the Holy Spirit wants to do and that he is willing and desirous to do it right there where you live. So we're going through the book of Acts and we're looking at where the word house or home or household appears and we're digging in to see a little bit about what the Holy Spirit has done. If we continue here in the book of Acts, we're in chapter 8. And uh, some of you know the story in chapter 8 where Saul was persecuting the church, and in order to do that, he had to go from house to house. And it's interesting that the people were scattered. Yep, they sure were. They were in Jerusalem, but they were scattered. This persecution broke out, and it's interesting, the apostles stayed. But the folks like you and me, they were scattered and the word was preached wherever they went. That's right. They were going from home to home and house to house. They had left their homes and were scattered and persecuted. But what happened? They just went to other places and other homes. And revival came. Because the revival fire was in them and flowed through them as they preached the good news wherever they went. Isn't that exciting? You know, the leaders weren't there. The teachers and preachers, as, as might have been identified by some, they weren't there. They were back in Jerusalem. And this is the everydays, the you and me's, filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, we're not just an everyday when we are the temple of the living God. We're not just in every day when we're filled with the living God through his spirit. Well, we know uh, that not only were they filled with the Holy Spirit there in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, but we can see that uh, in chapter 9 here that they go into a home. Now listen, Ananias goes to a house he places his hands on Saul, and Saul is filled with the Holy Spirit, and his eyes are open so he could see. And then he was baptized, and he regained his, regained his strength. Now look, this is Ananias going to this home, to this house, and Saul is filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, that we might see the Christ again and again and again. And as Paul writes to in Ephesians 5.18, that we might be filled continually, constantly with the Holy Spirit so that any scales on our eyes, like we're on Paul's, will fall away so that we can clearly 
see. Yep, you can pray right there at your kitchen table that people experience the infilling to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that exciting? It says here in uh, chapter 11, there were three who had been sent from Caesarea, and they stopped at the house where I was staying, and the Spirit told me to have no hesitation to go with them. Right there at home, the Holy Spirit appears and says, look, don't worry about it. Go with them. Follow them. It goes on to say, he told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and giving direction, send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He'll bring you a message through which you and your household will be saved. Now look at this. The Spirit of God tells him to go. And they enter this home. An angel had appeared there. Listen, angels can appear in homes, for goodness sakes. And a message. An angel is a messenger, but this time the message came. How? Through someone like you or me. Someone filled with the Holy Spirit. And when that message was going to be preached, that the whole household would be saved. Listen, God's into the household salvation business. For me and my house will serve the Lord, and God is not willing that any should perish, but he wants all to repent and come to a saving knowledge of his Son, Jesus Christ, right there where you live. You say, well, it's impossible. Listen, it's not about what's possible to you. It's about the God of the impossible who lives on the inside of you. His name is Holy Spirit, that same power that raised Christ from the dead against all doubt and unbelief. The raging war of the enemy himself, and God raised him from the dead, and he put that spirit in you, and he filled you with his love. So that through you, he might reach out to those impossible ones in your family, those impossible ones wherever you are, because God is the God of the impossible. He is the one who will do it. We go on here in Acts 16, and we read what I just touched on. He says, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved, you and your household. They spoke to the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. Isn't that marvelous? Listen, we need to speak the word of the Lord in our homes. That's how salvation comes to our homes. When the gospel is proclaimed, proclaimed, repenting from our sin, acknowledging that we are, in fact, sinners, and turning our faces to God and our hearts toward his Son, Jesus Christ, and receiving him by faith in accordance with Scripture. It says the jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them, and the whole family was filled with joy because they had come to believe in God. You know, I meet people all the time that have lost their joy. But listen, our joy isn't to be in our circumstances or the latest high we've been on. No, our joy is the joy of the Lord, the joy of our salvation. By grace rejoicing continually that you and I have, by grace, been called into this race, have capitulated, received the Lord Jesus Christ, and we too can be filled continually with joy. What joy? The joy that is in Jesus, your Lord, your Savior, the greatest miracle of all, is meeting him 
and knowing him and not leaving him at the altar, but finding him not only as your initial new life, the one who puts you on the way, but you discover that he is the way. He is the life. Day by day by day, from the moment you met him, every day and in to eternity. Listen, God wants to fill you with joy today, but it's not connected to your circumstances. It's connected to the Lord who is Lord and ruler and king over your circumstances. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is with you to meet every need, and he is in you to flow through you to meet the needs of others. In Acts 18, we read that Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titus Justus, a worshiper of God. The synagogue ruler and his entire... Wait a minute now, is this right? Yeah, his entire family believed in the Lord. And many of the Corinthians who heard him believed and were baptized. Listen, not everyone that you share the good news with is going to be saved. But it's not our job to save them. It's our job with joy to share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. In this particular case, the entire household believed. And many who heard him believed and were baptized. Listen, have you believed? With your heart, not just your head? Do you believe with your whole personage that Jesus Christ is the Lord, the only way to the Father? There is none other, there is no other name upon which we can call and be saved other than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this has been part two here at the kitchen table about meeting at the kitchen table, which is really looking and seeing what God does through the person of the Holy Spirit in you and me in the book of Acts. And he's alive today. He wants to do these things today. Again, thanks for being here with me at the kitchen table. May the Lord bless you today is my prayer. Good day.